Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Biebs. I'm joined by my co-host, Chen. We're here to react to Week 14, preview Week 15, talk NFL. Getting really excited as we get down to playoff season. Uh, this is when football starts to get the most entertaining it'll be all year, other than like Week 1. But uh, before we get into all that, Chen, how are you doing today, man? Tired? <laughs> I feel like that's an accurate description. Um, it happens a lot when the Packers play in primetime. I don't usually gripe about it if we play well and win, but uh, that didn't happen, man. And <laughs> it's kind of All a right, far cry from beating the Super Bowl champions, and then we get beat by a guy who could have been casted as a backdrop in Goodfellas. I mean, what are we doing? Like, bro, did you I, see his agent? Did you see? Oh, his, his agent looks straight out of Peaky Blinders. I was like, <laughs> this is ridiculous, bro. There's no I, way. I, I saw it wasn't a bit. On Twitter, There's which no I kind of might agree with, like. Having not really a mascot, but like essentially because quarterbacks are the face of the team, having a third string or backup quarterback just be like the face of that team's fan base, right? Like we have, you know, I mean, so the Packers, I mean, Wisconsin used to have, you know, probably some guys with beer gut and whoever, you know, <laughs> like Jared Lorenzen, rest in peace, or some Big Ben, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. have somebody in character with your team and, uh, I mean, the Giants hit it right on the head. I mean, I can totally hear a Giants fan. My sister is getting married to a Giants fan. He's got the whole, you know, Tommy <laughs> Cutlets. And it's, it's like, you know, I, I got to respect it. I, I'm not, like, extremely mad about the team we lost to. But, man, like, it, it hurts the playoff picture. It really does. Yeah, if we don't um, want the – and obviously the math, to me, when they go like, oh, you know, the Packers have a 70% chance of making the playoffs. Like, this far out, I think that's kind of ridiculous. That's, like, something yeah. that, like, I'll pay attention to in, like, week 17, week 18, and that's it. Like, right. there's so much. You saw, like, Four more games. Know, think Four about how, Show me how the Bills percentage looked two weeks ago and how it looks now, right? Like, it's insane. Right. They go beat the Chiefs. The Dolphins lose a key game. Like, it's just insane. It's true. Yeah, right. So it's, I think the Packers can still make the playoffs. They probably have to win out, which is still, like we said, with after they beat the Chiefs, we're like, yeah, they could probably afford to lose one, maybe two. I would have not preferred that to be the Giants, but it is what it is. And as I've said all year, like, I've gotten what I wanted out of this season already, which was six ish wins. And anything else is a bonus, but Jordan loves the guy for me for sure next year probably extend him on like a three-year deal or something you know take his fifth year oh, man, man. uh and extend him on like a three-year deal minimal you know um that that's what i would do but um how about you what, you know your response to the packers set we talked giants a little bit we'll get into it we'll go back to the giants a little bit we'll start with the packers yeah, I know I rant about this team a lot, so I'm not going to take too much time because I do kind of mimic your thoughts. And the reason this didn't, you know, like I'm not angry right now or like, like this is we are who we thought we are. Like this is a team that it's is a young very team. Young. It's going yeah. to be very inconsistent. We were very close to winning that game last night as While we have been. Horrible. Like, right. Yeah, played horrible you know all I mean? day. Like, we still almost won. Yeah, so even as bad as we might play, you know, and yes, it looks bad on paper. This roster's got the pieces. And when you look at Jordan Love and I look at the rest of the NFL, look at the way the quarterback play has been, um, I, I'm pretty sold that 
I mean, I'm not going to go out and say he's a Hall of Famer, but he should be our guy for the foreseeable future. I don't personally, when I see the things that like Brock Purdy is doing, I'm not trying to take something away from him, but it's the point being that probably not even like five years ago, it used to be like quarterback is like, you have a guy like a Tom Brady, like you were good. You were locked for playoffs every year. And we're seeing like the slippage with the Chiefs. And kudos to the Bills for bouncing back. But you look at like Josh Allen and Joe Burrow is out, but even the Bengals are still kind of replicating not his entire production, but Jake Browning's doing a fine job. I just personally believe that maybe the value of quarterbacks is getting overrated. And I, when I look I, at that, yeah, it's I like right. So when we look at Jordan Love, a guy who has all the two, I mean, he can run for 30 yards. He's he's quicker than I ever thought, to be honest with you. I don't know what his 40 time was, but he definitely can move. He can make every throw in the book. It's just a matter of him keeping in rhythm, staying more consistent, and that's going to come over time. But like you, we brought up probably on previous podcasts, I know for sure, the Packers do a good job of doing the quarterback position right by giving them time, giving them time to develop, letting them kind of work through it. But, I mean, you put his numbers up against some of the better quarterbacks, Jordan Love is just fine. Like, I don't. There should be That's, no thought uh, really of moving off him, in my opinion. If you're watching these Packer games as a Packer fan, I don't know how you can look at what he's doing and say, we're going to get something better in the draft or definitely not in free agency. Like, yeah. So this is, the, this, is the, this is what I've diagnosed. So this isn't just relative to the Packers, but I'm seeing it now because it's the first time since Twitter was invented that the Packers have had a new quarterback. It, Twitter, Twitter has just I, – I, th- I really think – like this Jordan Love situation and a couple other quarterback situations and Fields. just poor yeah Fields especially Brady and Fields. and Dobbs uh and, yep. and Goff with the Rams a couple of years ago like there's a, just a couple like situations where I look at it and I'm like and then and then to add on to it Flacco coming back and actually being decent as a yeah. 30-year-old guy right yeah so there's a, there's a level to where I look at Twitter and the way fan bases react to certain players. And I start to wonder if franchises have actually given too much credence to fan power via Twitter and the internet and the media in general, because there is, there is an epidemic right now of poor quarterback play, in my opinion, in the NFL, right? Jordan love first year starter uh, been hot the last three games, pretty average, right? He wasn't poor before that, but, um, he was average. I was supporting him, giving him the time to do it, but I wasn't going to come out and say he was like an MVP candidate. Uh, but but your MVP candidates are Jalen Hurts, who's had a below average season for himself. Mahomes Brock. is having a below average. And Brock Purdy's the favorite. I, I have no idea why, right? Um, Mr. Irrelevant to MVP yeah, and, and favorite. That's not, a, that's not even a knock on Brock Purdy. It's just like no, it's just... He, he's, you know, did did – it's not you're just not seeing what you used to see from the quarterback position. There's not a lot of excellence. And I think I've come to the conclusion right now that that is because teams it's two 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 tiered. So one, teams listen to their fan bases too much when it's time to move on from a quarterback. Two, because of that, teams don't there's no player development at that position, especially in the mm-hmm. NFL. Right? Mm-hmm. There's no time, there's no patience anymore. Look at look at Justin Fields, okay? Are you really going to upgrade if you move on? I always go back to Sam Darnold. 
as as the one for me. Now, take Rodgers out of the equation because that was a diff like a free agency grab that was rare and hasn't happened in you know up talented player like that at that position moving free agency in a while. But right. I always go back to that one where it's like, was was Zach Wilson really that much better of a prospect than Sam Darnold was as a fourth going into his fourth year as a starter? Sam Darnold probably takes this team to the playoffs last year, right? And it's like you're dealing with a second year yeah. with this roster, and it's just wasted picks on these hot on this position. And I just really think that there's, you know, you can say what you want about Sam Darnold specifically, but I point to the, no. Trey, the Trey Lance situation. A lot of people feel like he never even got a fair shot, and now he's been written off as a bust. And it's like, well, he literally started four games. Yeah. Yeah, right? like in his he career, he started four like games this, in his career. Yeah. Like, what? How can you write the guy off as a bust? He never. Josh Rosen, you use a ninth overall pick on a guy, and you move on One the next season. year. Now, are there exceptions and and times where that philosophy has worked? I would argue that Kyler Murray probably actually was one of those. But that, to me, is just it, it's an epidemic across the league of not allowing quarterbacks to fully develop. Give them four or five years of trust and not this hot seat scenario where they have to play perfect or the fan base just says trade them. You go on Packers Twitter right now and they think that Jordan Love, Matt LaFleur, Joe Barry should all be fired when they've overperformed the season and had a bad night on Monday Night Football. Like what? Yep. What? And still almost won the game, by the way. Still almost won oh, the yeah. game against a hot Giants team. I mean, they're not, you know, Giants aren't going to go anywhere, but they've won three straight. Now, right, like, no, you ch- check the receipts of last week. Like, we literally just beat the Chiefs in exactly. prime time, exactly. and I guarantee you, those tweets are the complete opposite of what we're seeing. Today. And here's what here's what I'll say as as a a biased Packers fan looking at our playoff outlook: trade these wins and losses, and you feel completely different. Yeah, right. You you Absolutely. you lose to, you lose to the Chiefs by two on a game winning field goal, and then you beat the Giants playing your best game of the year. You feel freaking great, right? Yeah, you feel still great. Fine. Yeah, we're six and seven still, and it's like, well, you know, we're not, you know, we we we're we're in the hunt. We're still in the hunt. Our schedule's light. You're gonna have to beat the Vikings. That's it. That's comes yeah, that's big... Who, by the way, have an elite freaking defense. But we'll get into that game. How about the Giants, though? Uh, there's some there's there's a little talk about Devito being the guy. Your thoughts and, uh, and coming no, off of this quarterback, you know, philosophical discussion. No, I, I'm so glad we're like having this conversation because it needs to be talked about. Right. I don't want to completely bury Daniel Jones here because immediately when we have this conversation, the big name for me that pops to mind is Alex Smith. He's held in very high regard for a lot of people in terms of what he did with the Chiefs late in his Niners career. But the first, go check the stats, please, if no one believes me. The first, like, five years he was at the 49ers was awful. Like, we, we look at Zach Wilson, we, but it was, like, the new age of, like, Twitter was getting invented. Like, we have really social media back in, like, 2005. It's, actually, it's, it's, eerily, it's eerily similar to Daniel Jones because I think they did, like, win a playoff game or two with him. Right. Like, but yeah, then they, everything they, else in between was, like, horrible. Far, yeah, it was a disaster, and it's like he was getting ran out of town. It was all we need to get Rodgers, and then he made it work. And I'm not saying every guy deserves that type of leash, but I thought it was. And we're not. I don't know if it's on our docket today, but Zach Wilson, I thought his performance against Texans was very interesting. When I heard DJ Reed's comments about, yeah, in the locker room, Zach Wilson was telling me that 
he's got nothing to lose. What's going to happen? He's going to get benched again. And it's great that he had that mentality that Zach Wilson goes out, throws 300 yards, only had seven incompletions, two touchdowns. Against the Texans team, it's very good with a defensive-minded head coach. But it just made me, like, it really made me think in the sense of, like, most, especially in today's game, in the 2023-24, we, we know how to find these guys. We know how to find the Anthony Richardsons of they have every physical trait in the book. But quarterback, in maybe someone could push back on this, but in terms of, like, every sport, you think of all the moving positions in the NFL, like, quarterbacks mentally have it the toughest. You can, like, MLB, you kind of know your job. NBA, you know your job. Less people on the court. Even soccer, like, you have the same amount of people, but you know, like, the NFL, things are getting mixed up all the time. You can have two or three guys coming at you. You can have six or seven guys coming at you. You don't know what is going to happen play to play, and you need time to diagnose that. It is such a step up when you go from the college level to the NFL where everybody's running four fours and four fives nowadays. Things are just lightning quick. And for quarterbacks to just walk in, and it's great what C.J. Stroud is doing. It really is. But, like, Bryce Young, there's you go on Panthers Twitter. They're calling, whoa, we, we have to take quarterback next year. Like, come on now. That, that, that's just – you have to give these guys time to develop because quite literally, in my opinion, one of the hardest positions in sports mentally. Like, you have to acknowledge the fact that your confidence, you're going to do whatever you want to do in college, can be shattered in week one when you go out and throw four picks and your team loses by 40 points. I know That's it's just cliche. the reality of the position. I know it's cliche, but Peyton Manning, it's true, has the record for rookie interceptions in a season. He was going 13. 26 interceptions for <laughs> Peyton freaking Manning. He didn't, for like a three-year stretch, he wouldn't have that many. Yeah. But like we – we we just we get too caught up in this idea that greatness in Rome and all that is just built in day, and especially with the greatness of the quarterback position, the reason Tom Brady was able to play so long and just be as great as he was is because he was mentally just sharp. He was sharper yeah, than he, everybody else. He on came the field. from a he came from a different era of the quarterback position that I I think needs to come back a little bit. But not fully, um, uh, not fully. I, I think the pocket passer honestly is more effective. Um, and you can just look at offensive statistics to back this up than a guy like Jalen Hurts. Now, the rushing threat is there, and that's why I say um, Mahomes is actually the ideal archetype. Allen is a little more gunslinger, but when Allen had Brian Dable and wasn't throwing as many picks, the ideal archetype, right? right? Uh, just sort of like this mold of the quarterback position that we really, at a time in the league not too long ago, you had like five to ten guys that were like top five guys, right? You had like Brady and Manning, and everybody else was in the – and Rodgers, I guess, but he moved into that as time went on. Ten right. years ago, 2013, like you kind of had this like, oh, well, well is Rodgers top five? Because Romo's really good. Uh, Roethlisberger is really good. Breeze is freaking phenomenal. Yeah. You could go to Flat Flacco's elite. This was a whole conversation. This was the NFL conversation it, for like three yeah. years. Was Joe yeah. is Joe Flacco a top five quarterback? And you had to argue like, well, he might be. He won a Super Bowl. You know, he did this. They're going to AFC Championship every other year. Yeah. All this stuff. Like, I really think that the pocket passer um, needs to the 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 
quarterbacks we're getting right now need to evolve back into that because the quarterbacks that are seeing the most success right now are the traditional pocket passers with one exception. Yeah. I think that's Lamar Jackson. That's one exception. He's the Mike Vick of this era, which is the exception. I think Hertz True. could be, is having a down year. Minshew, a guy who's having a great year, pocket passer archetype, but is still mobile. Um, Lawrence is another great example. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, I don't know we're, we're kind of circling up the wagons and going around on this, but I really just, I just spurred from the Jordan love conversation and the Twitter hate and the, and just the immediate Monday reactions just. Yeah. The knee jerk. It, right. It's just like, dude, if I just sat you down, this is why more people need to do something like this and sit down and actually <laughs> record yeah, their thoughts before the season starts, because then you actually put some thought into what your expectations are. But if you go in just expecting, you know, greatness every week, yeah, that's so unrealistic. Just, exactly. And, and I just, I don't know. Ah, it's just frustrating. No, it's no, frustrating. no. It's a very good conversation. Needs to be talked about, especially when, I mean, quarterback play, you could argue, we almost had a zero, zero tie on Sunday. Like we could argue it's at one of its lower points. I think it um, is now partially because there's a lot of young guys, but, um, you can say that we, we can't. Why are there a lot of young guys? Because we funnel out all the medium age guys and the guys that stay are, oh, it's it's Tom Brady in his 20th year. We can't cut him, right? He's still yeah. good. Because Joe he, Flacco got a practice squad spot. That dude should be a backup for that team. Like, yeah. I'm surprised he was a late season ad, especially seeing what he's been doing. But and then, you know, I digress. It's just, it's just like guys, like, you talk about backup spots and taking a chance on a young guy. Sure, right? Sure. But it's just like guys like Carson Wentz are sitting on the free agency block till midseason. It's like, dude, yeah. Carson Wentz is a – why is he not the backup for the – I know I've said this a million times. Why is he not the backup for the Jets at the start of the season or a third stringer or, or pick him up right when Rodgers goes down? There's yeah. just so many options. Or why – you think Carson Wentz isn't a better option than Aiden O'Connell? Really? Yeah, he is but He is definitely better. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, uh, yeah, I, 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 di- I digress. We'll move on. We'll move on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks and, and really the top end of quarterbacks play, uh, we had a thriller, always a classic matchup. Bills, Chiefs, Bills get another regular season, regular season win in Kansas City. Uh, mm-hmm. They seem to be always be able to do that, but not the second time around. But the Chiefs, they've lost three out of four. And the story coming out of this game is Kadarius Tony. Mm. has now single-handedly lost the Chiefs multiple games this year, which is just an impressive feat if you really think about it. Yeah, uh, how good a team that is. <laughs> uh, Chiefs fall to 8-5. and five. Your thoughts? They're still fine. But, uh, like, it, yes, this sucks. When you, I'm paying three out of four, but, like, when you read the record of 8-5, and five, rest of their schedule, they're going to get in the playoffs, no problem. It, it's going to be A-OK for now i think for the bills sake this is huge in terms of especially your confidence you hear the mumblings and locker rooms and whatnot uh that is a huge deal in fact you're able to get one on paper the dolphins lose last night that is just like substantial for the playoff picture but i just i have to just highlight the facts really just patched from homes um in general like, I'm not going to try and take too much away from a guy who is going to be in the spotlight literally every weekend, especially when you got Taylor Swift dating your top receiver, right? But 
it's funny to me that a lot of people go with this narrative and Tom Brady got a lot too, where you're kind of, you're not being a good guy. Like you're, you're yelling at teammates, you're throwing your helmet, you're doing the midfield handshake, dapping them, Josh Allen. That's the worst call I've ever seen yet. Trying to like kind of downplay your loss. And I get, you know, very competitive. Everybody's very competitive, but I hate the like glorifying of like, Oh, he's just, he loves the game. He's super, everybody on that field loves the game. Not saying everybody loves as much as Mahomes, but there's like different narratives when like other guys, and you bring in like Odell, for instance, like he kicks a net and is swinging. And that was the funniest thing is, oh, it's me and Odell. But like Mahomes did the exact same thing on Sunday. And there's not really a whole lot of, con- it's more conversation about how we talked about the play call or whatever, but, there's this like idea that certain quarterbacks, once you get to a level of greatness, you can just act a certain way. And personally, especially when we talk about the value of quarterbacks being, in my opinion, maybe the lowest it's been, I don't think it's really right that a dude can just kind of is, no, oh, this is rah, 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 this is the worst thing in the world. Like you guys lost oh. because you had a guy who has made multiple mistakes throughout the year make another mistake. And a ref called it as he rightfully should have. He was clearly off sides. And even, like, the it was like a post game or something, like, I don't know if it was Gene Steratore or somebody else was mentioning that they didn't – usually you do a check-in with the receivers. They do this little thing. You know, I know you know playing high school where you make sure you're on or off the ball. And it was – the refs like, yeah, it was so obvious. Like, I had to throw the flag. And there's, like, multiple examples the, of this. Did you see the video? Past. Yeah. No, yeah, so got... Tony Tony goes to his he lines up and now granted he's a tight split, but he, he does he puts he puts his hand out with his thumb up says he's on the ball looks at the ref and and just looks away, and right he never the ref, got that the, ref is, the ref is like you know dude back up because he's my god he's in front of Von Miller like I don't know <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't know what he's doing but it's just like what 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 why are we complaining about this call and Mahomes. This is what really did it for me, right? And, and I'll give Mahomes a ton of credit before I start. I'll give him the credit at first. We've really never seen him do something like this yet. He's had a cool head. He's been the yeah. role model guy. He's been very good throughout his entire career. He's had a frustrating season. His receivers lead the league of drops, as the announcers oh. say every week. Guys like Kadarius Tony are costing them wins. Travis Kelsey makes a phenomenal play. A generational play. We'll probably never see something like it ever yeah. again. Does uh, it yeah. suck? Does it suck that it didn't count? Yes. Does that mean that you go up in the press conference afterwards and talk about how the refs robbed you of that game and robbed you and, and did all this and it's just that's a ridiculous call. They never make that call. Yada yada yada. Why are we arguing about whether or not? I remember the last time we argued about whether or not to make that call in that situation. I gotta be honest, if you were listening to the show, I feel pretty vindicated right now because it was the yeah. Super Bowl with James Bradbury, and I was I was Patrick Mahomes. I got up there and said, "That's ridiculous. They ruined the game by making that call." And you know what? I still believe that. I don't believe it applies here because this is not a ticky tacky foul. It was yeah. This is a it violation. This is not a physical, this is not an effort play. This isn't a pass interference. This isn't anything like that. This is just like, oh yeah, this is the rule. Now you can argue the play. I don't know the actual rule if the play should have been blown dead, but the 
product on the field of that play had no bearing on whether or not there was a penalty. It was called the entire time. And Patrick Mahomes, if you watch the press conference, seems to not understand this and says that I can't believe they called back that play. It was phenomenal. What a horrible call. It's like just because you saw Travis Kelsey score and then saw the flag does not mean that that is the event in which those things happened. Uh, because yeah. you can watch the TV, you see the flag go up in the air right off the snap. Uh, the guy's clearly offsides. Say what you want about it not being called a lot. Uh, it's the right call. And it, yeah, it's it's yeah, I, it's not called mind. a lot because usually nobody it, makes one that of those mistake. Things, <laughs> what, what really bothered me too is is somebody who played like college football at a high level and that sort of thing. It's like it's one thing for a player to get upset about it. It's one thing for Kadarius Tony to come out and say, I didn't really think I was offsides, but I guess he made it. You know, it is what it is, right? You got your head. This is what concerns me about the Chiefs a little bit. You got Andy Reid up there going, I can't believe they made that call. That's atrocious. This this is not a holding call. This is not an, what we call effort penalty, right? A pass interference, a, a judgment call, a roughing the passer, a hold. This is under the category of false starts. Okay, can't have them, right? Those are those are mental penalties, false starts, illegal shifts, offsides, you know, man, 12 men on the field in <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's just like you got your head coach up there not saying, yeah, he should have been onsides. I don't know what he was doing. Saying, I can't believe they would make that call. Why would they make that call? We broke the rule. The the message in between it all is we broke the rules, but I can't believe they would make that call. That You know what? That is like nail on the head because what did I say last week? The Chiefs looked like the younger team than the Packers because That's- of these stupid penalties. And the reason those would continue – into week 13 or 14 now is the fact that your coach isn't holding them accountable. And again, I'm not going to pin something on Andy Reid. Great coach, got to be a Hall of Famer. But again, like you have to, like, I don't see personally Belichick doing that. Or even like oh, someone like go point. back to like, exactly. Like they would be, they would be like, yeah, like it made a dumb play. Like you hold your guys accountable. And yeah. it's great as a player Tony coach says, Andy Reid Don't is. line up offsides, you idiot. Like, yeah, like, yeah, Matt, Ryan, like, like yeah. Matt Ryan, get freaking set. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like, it's, it's it's a very simple thing. So when you start kind of doing this thing where you're kind of just hating the game instead of, like, just hating the player, like, you, you know it's NFL. Like, you know the rules. You got a laundry list, list of, like, every single rule that's in that book. I just – I actually, to be honest, was that might have been the most shocking part. I understand, like, Mahomes being a player coming out, being explosive after the game. I'll excuse it because it's kind of like you said, the first time he's done something like this. But Andy Reid, like, he's he's got the whole bird's eye, you know, view yeah. of, like, the entire field. Manage your team, man. Like, yeah. You can, you you can be upset about the call, go to your coach's office and say, that's ridiculous. Go even to Mahomes in a private meeting. In front of the media, man, you got to hold your guys accountable yeah. and you got to say – we can't line up off sides. That's our own fault because yeah, you, can't I, you can't, you can't just go down this, this lane of it's just such a bad look, man, for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Because, be, just because of their recent history, really. I mean, the Super Bowl, especially, and the, AFC. they get a lot of ticky tack calls like, in their and, favor. And, yeah. and I am fully in the, and I, we talk about refs. I hate talking about refs, whatever. 
I'm fully in agreement that the Chiefs play the most primetime games probably in the NFL. That's why a lot of the narrative about them getting calls exists is because we see them getting them more because they're on primetime games, right? Like that's, that's, I fully agree with all those takes. It's still a bad look. And look, I'll finish with this. We don't even need to talk bills. We've kind of mentioned I've I've been riding the bills. I'll save that for next week. I'm going to the Buffalo game in Buffalo. They play the Cowboys. We'll talk bills next week. But, But Chiefs, little concerned just with locker room issues on the field. They should be fine. But I am concerned about their wide receiver play continuing to hold them back. And if this starts to spiral, it could spiral fast. Also should note Mahomes never played a road playoff game in his entire career. That's very interesting. Yeah, because it's at eight and five. I mean, one seed is not as likely. Not, not with the Ravens at ten wins. Yeah, you're you're looking at it at least a game, maybe two on the road. And um, here's no. the, in my final thoughts, and I'm sure you'll agree with this too. Like, get, I have no problem getting upset at the ref, yelling at the ref. You know, do you're in the heat of the moment. Yep. You need to cool down by the time you're shaking hands with Josh Allen. That is the most, if anything of this will become a meme, it will be that clip because it's Josh Allen is standing there and he's just like, "Uh, okay, dude, like a game. Yeah, still a game. Yeah. And he's like, that's the worst call I've ever seen. And it's just like, it wasn't a bad call. It was like, nobody's arguing. Nobody, oh, whatever. No, it's not like Josh Allen plays defense either. What's he gonna say? Yeah, yeah. And, then, <laughs> and, and here's the other part too that nobody seems to talk about. It was first down. It was first it was. down. It was first down. They Even if time. they score there, my immediate reaction was, if they score, I said, oh, they just gave the ball back to Allen with a minute and five seconds left and three timeouts. Yeah, that's not what, a lot. That's why I literally was like, oh, they scored too quick. That's what I said before I saw the flag. So, yep. yeah, whatever. The game's, no. you know, all good I, stuff. I, I, yeah. Um, all right. Let, let's 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 talk Bears uh, a little bit here. Bears and Lions, because the Lions have now lost two straight. But yeah, uh, we haven't talked about the Bears a lot this year, and I'm glad we finally have a chance to like take some time discuss their play play recent. They've won two straight. Field looks decent. Kind of Fields is becoming kind of a late regular season guy. I don't know if it's early season health or what, but it's feeling like this two years in a row. He's kind of heated up around this time of year, um, which really fueled the uh, outlandish takes all off season. But I hope that doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, your thoughts on just the Bears moving forward? And they beat the Lions. They've won two straight. They've got a lot of high picks. I right. Guess say, what's the move? Yeah, I mean, personally, my move would you use those two picks to build around what you got? But I know Bears fans, I know what this I mean, Ryan Poles as a GM has shown he likes to make trades, he likes to make these big swings. I'm hoping that the organization looks internally as tempting as a Caleb Williams or Drake may, you know, whatever that selection turns into, because I know they got their own pick in the Panthers, as enticing as that is going to be, like, please, just, if you take a receiver and a lineman, you're straight. But, like, it, offensively, I'm assuming they're going to move on from Matt Eberflus after this year. You give a new look. 
but I don't like you can watch like the tape like this. This is not a Fields problem. Yes, he has as a young quarterback will have some head scratching moments. I just don't know if you're going to get a better prospect like you like Caleb Williams. Okay, is a better prospect, but you're going to be in this exact same situation you've been in for the past two or three years if you're the Bears, and to really like make the climb they've wanted, what they expected to see this season, they need to build onto this roster you can't keep kind of tearing pieces away and plugging in stuff keep what you got you got a nice young core it's got its issues got your coaching issues whatever you got to make adjustments to that though i would be very upset if i were a bears fan if you move fields and then use one of your two top five picks on another quarterback that would like i, I would be irate personally yeah. because of what Justin Fields has been doing. We talk about the quarterbacks we're seeing. I don't think Caleb Williams, as great as he's going to be coming in, is going to do like a whole lot better than Fields with this current supporting cast, in my opinion. Fields going into his third or fourth year is going to be better than a rookie Caleb Williams. That's just the reality of the situation. Um, some Bears fans might feel differently, but if you guys want to get trapped in this continuous cycle of just cycling through quarterbacks and wasting your top five pick every single year have at it yeah so uh, i just don't believe that fully glad we're on the exact same page here uh the bears to me the more i think about it the more pinnacle the perfect example of what i was describing earlier in the change in quarterback philosophy across the league yeah. it wasn't too long ago that the bears were having multiple 10 win seasons with jay cup and Trubisky had a 12 and 4 year. And Trubisky. <laughs> it can't be but, done. And Cutler got old. It was time to move on. They gave him a nice, he was, he had a long tenure though. Uh, and they won some games, went to an NFC championship with him, that sort of thing. They were in a Super Bowl with Rex Grossman, right? If anybody knows about poor quarterback play, like they should know, but they don't. Um, and, and it's just one of those things where the league, was in a place 10 years ago where Jay Cutler was a guy getting like a five or six year deal. Nowadays, if Jay Cutler, what, what, you know, he's Justin Fields that far off from what Cutler was doing back then. Honest to God, maybe Cutler was a little better at his best, but it's really the roster back then was just that much more complete in Chicago. And they won Brian more games. And not to mention <laughs> Brian Erlacher for a large portion of <laughs> Like you and Lance Briggs and and, and Peanut Tailman, like those were some good Bears teams. Matt Forte, like they had a right, full yeah. roster and they had an identity. And when you're cycling through head coaches as fast as they are, cycling through co quarterbacks as fast as they are, and coordinators, you lose that. And it's just like the Bears are. They need they're in a bright spot right now. Three top five picks in the last two years. Can't ask for much more, man. You really – I know that they traded it. They got DJ Moore, then they got the ninth pick. You can't ask for much more and the opportunity. You just got to hit on the picks, man. Yep. Uh, and I I really think that Fields is the guy. Like, I, I know that he's got his issues, but there's just no reason to move on right now, in my opinion. The, the the even if Caleb Williams comes out and has a Hall of Fame career, Hall of Fame career, Bears fans I'm sure will look back and they'll do what they do with Sean Watson, Patrick Mahomes, and the Trubisky draft and you know all that things. But uh, I I really think that 
I wouldn't be that upset. I really wouldn't. Like if if we make the right move, we trade the first overall pick, we get a couple other, we get another asset, a couple other picks from him, maybe trade it for a player. I don't know. Uh, walk away with Marvin Harrison Jr. as your big wide receiver. That seems to be the trend in drafts right now that I agree mm-hmm. with. Uh, and then continue to build the rest of the team. How can you be mad? That's just the conservative approach. Sure, you you traded away the chance to take Caleb Williams in 20 years and he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay, man, but right now on paper, even in 20 years, we're going to look at the situation on paper and be like, didn't really need a quarterback at that time. It really didn't. No, you know? no. and especially if you move fields and he does what I would presume he would do with a competent OC. Really good. And yeah. yeah, he's going to be great. And you look at the reason the Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, maybe not as much now, thing bites them is because you look at Trubisky. And it's like you could add one of the top quarterbacks really of all time. But here's you the problem, the backup. Trubisky, Trubisky, in my opinion, is another guy that should have got a longer tenure. Oh, in 12 win season, 12, 12 win season. You go 12 and four. They were what, seven and nine, and then like eight and uh, I think they had an eight and eight season in there as well. And yeah. they got rid of Trubisky and Nagy, and all of a sudden they went to the bottom of the league. Yeah. Right. So it should it, be telling. Yeah. It, it's just like, dude, I, I get that Nagy had his issues as a play caller, but even head coach tenures are too short nowadays. And I just, I don't know. I, it, Absolutely, and we we really look like break it down in the sense of like Fields' draft class. Not taking too much away from Ag Jones, things aren't looking good. Trey Lance as well. We we in this conversation, but he's a backup right now. Mac Jones though, Wilson is exactly what I'm looking for. You gave the guy three years, and he's playing his worst football at the end of that third or fourth season. Okay, he's not it. Let's let's go find somebody else. Right. Right. Fields is not playing his worst football. He's not no. playing horrible football. Zach Wilson's maybe playing his best football. We can argue if Zach Wilson's best football is worthy of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, but sure. it's definitely not over Fields, though. But but it's not over Fields. Lawrence is playing really good football overall. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you talk Trey Lance, again, not having a chance, so who knows. But it, it's just coming out of that class, you couldn't do much better. No, Other than couldn't. the number one pick. You couldn't. Um, and it's just like, dude, are you going to draft a third top 10 quarterback? I think Fields was the 11th overall pick, but you're drafting either way. A yeah. third quarterback in the first 11 picks of the drafts in this decade. Yeah. Right. Draft, lesson. When, like, when did they draft? <laughs> when did they draft Trubisky? 2017? It was like second, second overall. They, too, no, yeah. I know. I know. But 2017. So it, it's yeah. actually three of them in like seven years. Like, Come on, guys. Come on. Are we really going to do this again? Like, it's not working. Um, So, I digress. We don't even – I mean, do we want to talk Lions? Like, I'm I'm really not concerned. Like, division game. Panic button things kind of flipped open, right? Like it, but grab the key, grab the key from the keychain, right? It was hanging in the other room. Grab yeah, it. but yeah, we're just still chit chatting. We're still like, chit right. chatting at the party. We got a drink in our hand still, but we got the notification on our phone. We walked over to the keychain hanging out by the door. We said, "I'm gonna grab this just just in case yeah, I need to get out of here. Case. Things yeah. I, just in case things escalate, I need to leave, right? You know, you know, you're right. at the party and it's like all well, things are getting out of hand." I, 
I probably should get out of here before you know I get caught or something. You know, right? Yeah. That, that, that's where we're at. We we grab the keys. All right. We're yeah. We're to make a choice. That's all we're adding on the lines this week. That's all we're. Right. I think they're like one more bad loss away for me being like, all right, they're not doing anything in the NFC. But yeah, they, I, I don't mean, count, they I don't count some big teams this year. I don't count Packers as bad loss either. Like I, I really No, don't. like they they've had the solid it's it's just when when you lose to a team like the Bears, but their they followed up they split the division series too. That's the thing you're forgetting is like this happens all the time. It's it's the yeah. divisional matchup. Like, <laughs> oh no, yeah, trust me. That's that's I'm not gonna put too much stock right really into it. It's it. the division losses, you kind of can give them a all right, that's a pass. One more though, that's what I'm saying. Like a, a loss to like a like a Cardinals team or like a team of that caliber and it's not in your division. I start to kind of turn my head a bit, we're, especially we're shaking this, hands, maybe even doing an Irish goodbye. Yeah, we, we've auto started the car. We've auto started yeah. the car. It's <laughs> cold outside. Year. I'll be back yeah. next weekend, right? Like, yeah, you know, see you next right. Thanksgiving. Like, you know, we're we're out of here. But yeah, yeah, it's getting to the point. But uh, no, in terms of like this week, I'm not gonna, you know, knock them too bad for that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, the other game we have on the docket is Vikings Raiders. I really put this on here just to talk Vikings defense, like. A shout out to the NFL. Yeah, they've been playing really good all year. And I just wanted to give them their flowers just so Jake could hear. Um, oh, yeah. 44, yeah. man. Bennett, is that his, like, it's not Martellus Bennett, but it's like uh, something, man. He played yeah. every position this year. I do. I do have kids. I mean, can the Vikings win a playoff game without Kirk Cousins? Uh, well, no. Honestly, <laughs> honestly no. Uh, we moved yeah. on from the Josh Jobs experiments. Sadly, but um, yeah, they're in trouble. It's just it's this season. Yeah, it's yeah. No, uh, yeah. Kirk's gonna get a nice payday out of this. Is what I'm is what I'm gathering, like yeah. as he should. But all right, let's do uh, buy, sell, hold. Hmm. I'll, I'll give you the floor first. Buy, sell, hold. Got anything good for us this week? How many? How about how many buys do I have left? How full is my portfolio? Two buys left. Left, and I start kind of selling some things. Because I think next week is where I I need to start kind of offloading some assets, if you will. (laughs) Um, But this is one, man. We've been talking quarterbacks. And Weatherfields is – if he stays in Chicago, I'm assuming they load up the roster. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, without question, like, not even fringe, without question, especially going – like, just seeing what we've seen, Justin Fields will be a top-10 quarterback next year. And I know that is, as a Packers fan, coming out of my mouth, not great. But I'm hoping he's just no longer a bear and that they do the dumb thing and move him. Uh, he's got this thing where we can kind of maybe pin some of these early struggles on health because it's a very valid – we saw it with Joe Burrow and – a lot of guys over the course of your careers, you kind of hide injuries and you think you're doing the team's service. But in reality, he's been playing some of his best ball. And when you go and you knock, you put up 28 points on the Lions team that has been literally kind of the third, you know, when you've got 49ers and Eagles, maybe Cowboys, right? But the Lions, they're right there with NFC contenders and they, they did just fine. So I'm just – 
really expecting Fields to get in his own, have this mentality of I got nothing to lose. I know who I am as a player. And things should just be better than the current situation he's in right now. So I'm going to put – I'll put a two confidence in that stock. I don't want to go all in, especially if this busts and I put a lot of thing on Fields as Packers fan. But I'll, I'll put a two confidence for sure. Uh, okay. I, uh, I'm not going to tail. Yeah, I don't blame you. But uh, I see the vision. Mm -hmm. That's what I'll say. (laughs) Stroud gave me confidence. I'm not going to lie. He kind of broke that Ohio State curse for me. That's, that's very fair. That's very fair. I've got a good one. This is, this is a spicy one. This is one of the best ones I've had. Yeah, I'm going to tail my last pick. Maybe all all maybe the best thing in my in my portfolio. Mm. 1.25 confidence. This is a big hitter, man. But we're putting I'll even go 1.5. We're gonna put a little, we're gonna put some stake in the game. And when you see what I'm about to say, you're gonna realize, wow, that's really high confidence, right? Okay. But you might not. Maybe, maybe you'll go the other way. But Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey will never win another Super Bowl together. 1.5 confidence today. Now, there's a couple things going into that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's this year. I think a lot of people can agree they're not playing great this year. I, Patrick, Travis Kelsey, I think it's a perfect time to buy because he's Patrick Mahomes is very young. I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes will never win another Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. But paired with Travis Kelsey, 33, 34 years old, he's apparently madly in love with a mega pop star. By the way, they're like one in three since he went to Argentina midseason to go Ooh. see Taylor Swift. It's a we're, we're looking at a Giants boat party situation here. <laughs> Nobody's talking about it, okay? Um, I've got a feeling that when the age wall hits Kelsey – it's going to hit fast. He's already been dinged up this year. And I think that the, the Mahomes Kelsey era, not that Mahomes won't be an all time great and finish his career more than two Super Bowls. Not, not saying all that, but I don't think it happens again with the two of them. I'm not even going to take anything away from this. Um, just solely from the fact that I think knee jerk reaction, people are going to be like, you're not going to, oh, the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champs, they're not going to get back. It is so hard in this league to just win football games. Like, there's there's teams that you think are cursed because of the fact that, like, they they get a close playoff loss, and then you're not back for another five or six years. Like, it's just the reality of the league. So, yeah, when you factor in the fact that Travis Kelsey is already over that bright spot of before 30, and he's dating Taylor Swift in the sense of, if you're not playing for the game, you can you can hang it up whatever. Like like I, I'm assuming he's got he's got nothing play. left to prove, man. He's got nothing. Yeah, he's an all time like, great top three tight end maybe ever, right? Right. Like, and with the struggling re- receiving room on the the other ends of wide receiver one, two, and your slot, I'm not really sold on like Mahomes and Kelsey just automatically being shoe wins. Like like I, I really don't, especially with just the the parody in the NFL right now. So I think, yeah, it's going to be a very good take. And over the years we do this. I think right now is maximum profit too, because Kelsey's still playing at a high level. 
um, yeah. saying that this isn't the year and taking the risk of like next year isn't either. Right. And right. then after that, he's 35 or 36. And it's like, oh, hmm. this is going to hit. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could eat my words. I really could. But, uh, you know, you're forgetting it's pretty hard to win a Super Bowl. I guess. It is. It's as um, the Vikings. All right. You have anything else to buy? No. No, right. I'll save mine for next week. All right. Week 14 recap. My first losing week of the year. First time under 500. I am just devastated I didn't get through the whole year going uh, eight and eight or better. Or yeah, it's all good, man. Seven and eight. Week. Seven and eight for me. Five and 10 for you. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty rough sledding for the boys this week. Uh, both had the Eagles, both had the Dolphins, both had the Chargers, both had the Steelers, both had the Texans. That's And we both had the Lions. So we both missed out on some what we thought were layups. First time that's really killed us all year. Yeah. So going into Thursday, uh, the, the, the records, I am 118 and 83, and you are 107 and 94. Jeez. Running out of time, man. Got to make up a lot of ground with not well, a lot got, of time. You got to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Remember last year, I made up like two lo- two wins in the playoffs, taking just stupid risks. Right, it's doable. To tie it up. Yeah, no, it definitely can be done. So that takes yeah, us. Yeah, I'm hoping that it pans out. But Thursday night, hey. we got an AFC West battle. We're gonna rip through these two: Chargers at Raiders. No, Chargers. Justin Herbert. Oh, still Chargers, though. I'm, I'm not too sold on a zero-point performance. I'll take Raiders, then. I, I just <laughs> I would love to go with NDSU, Easton Stick. Probably getting the start. It'll be a freaking awesome. But uh, I'll take the Raiders just to divisional matchup. New starting quarterback on a short week. Ugh. Not great. Yeah. Vikings at Bengals. I'm rolling with the Bengals, bro. I <laughs> am too. Jake Browning. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't. Is he healthy? Burrow or no, Browning? Browning. I think so. I didn't see. I had to start him in a fantasy league this week, so. Okay. Uh, I believe he's still healthy. Steelers at Colts. Steelers, because they just find a way. I'll take the Colts. Very little stock in them right now, yeah. I'll take the Colts. Um, I don't know. Is Kenny Pickett going to play? I don't know. Might regret that. Broncos at Lions. Ah, oh, man, this is where if the Lions lose this one, it's, it's like. panic for sure, yeah. So I'm going to take the Lions because they can't lose this game. Um, I'm going to take the Lions, too. It's at home. They're a pretty good home team in the Dome. I think they light up that defense. But I could see the Broncos winning this game. Giants at Saints. Rolling with them. I'm rolling with the Super Bowl pick, baby. We're back. We are back. Okay. I'll tail that. I'll okay. tail that. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Giants. Too. Famous Jameis getting the start. I'm pretty sure too. That's why they'll lose, low key. <laughs> <laughs> Love Jameis, but yeah, it's gonna be a bad week for him. Bears at Browns. He's elite. Browns. He's elite. We're rolling with the all-time elite quarterback, Joe Flacco. Uh, Falcons, yeah. Falcons at Panthers. I'll roll Falcons. Wait, did the Panthers roll the last they played? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, def- I'll definitely roll Falcons then. Uh, Bucks at Packers. I'm taking the Bucks. Taking the Packers. I'll take the Packers. Keep in uh, tune. Jets at Dolphins. Dolphins bounce back and 
embarrass them. Yeah, and they better. Dolphins by a mile. Chiefs at Patriots. Dear God, if the Chiefs lose this game. Yeah, it's my it's, Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm panicking after that one. That's We're running a full panic on that. Uh, yeah, Chiefs need this for sure. Uh, Texans at Titans. This is actually, you know. I wish I knew off the top of my head who got the first one, but I, I'm going to go with the Titans after what I saw last night. I'm going to go with them. I'm going to roll Titans, too. Even if C.J. Stroud plays, I don't think Tank Dell's for sure out and Nico Collins is for sure out, and they did not look great. He did not look yeah, great. That that hurts field. Yeah. yeah. Um, 49ers at Cardinals. 49ers. Yeah, Niners for sure. Commanders at Rams. 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 I'll go with the Rams, yeah. Cowboys at Bills. We're rooting for the home team. I'm going to be there. I'm gonna go Cowboys. Yeah. I'm gonna go there. They, they're starting to prove they might just be not the old Cowboys, even though we have this conversation every year that they're not the same old, same old. But I'll go. I'm them. just saying you got Dallas team going into Buffalo, a Buffalo team that needs the win. Dallas doesn't. Yeah. All right, Sunday night football: Ravens at Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence will be playing. Great. I'll go with the Ravens. I'll still go with the Ravens. I'm gonna I play this. It. I'm gonna play this smart and go Ravens. Yeah, but I'm rooting for the Jaguars because Jags are a tough pick right now. They're a tough pick just because they're they're dinged up. But um, mm-hmm. Eagles at Seahawks on Monday night. Eagles. It'd be kind of crazy if the Seahawks won this. It is, in, the it is in Seattle. I know. I I really kind of see the vision and maybe some pain. I'll go with the Seahawks here. Just for a flyer. I need to make up some ground. I think we had similar picks. I'm probably going to hate this because, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm doing. But I'll, I'll take Seahawks. <laughs> it's just a classic phrase. Just let – I we need to go back and do a case study. If Chen ever says the word just for a flyer upset pick, what's his record? <laughs> I, I kind of know. It's always, it the great, most, man. It's, always, it's always like, oh, I'm going to bet against the 10-3 team. <laughs> like, it's – <laughs> Whereas my philosophy is like, oh yeah, I uh, always pick the Eagles and the 49ers because I'm gonna be wrong four times a year and I'll just take it when it happens. <laughs> like, Which yeah, you think mathematically I'd figure out, but Scott <laughs> Mitch. You feel you feel the vibe, man. I don't I respect the grind. Yeah, um, yeah. All right. As always, that's gonna wrap us up. Thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to check us out next week. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, Tuesday release today had some scheduling issues. Plus, the Packers played on Monday, so we need the reaction of the Packers game. So it is what it is. Um, we'll be back next Monday, ready to rock and roll. And uh, yeah, take it easy.